Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in California versus Texas, certiorari to United States Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit. Argued November 10th, 2020. Decided June 17th, 2021. The Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, as enacted in 2010, required most Americans to obtain minimum essential health insurance coverage and imposed a monetary penalty upon most individuals who failed to do so. Amendments to the Act in 2017 effectively nullified the penalty by setting its amount to zero. Subsequently, Texas, along with over a dozen states and two individuals, brought suit against federal officials, claiming that without the penalty, the Act's minimum essential coverage provision, codified at 26 U.S.C. 5000 A.A., is unconstitutional. They sought a declaration that the provision is unconstitutional, a finding that the rest of the Act is not severable from Section 5000 A.A., and an injunction against enforcement of the rest of the Act. The District Court determined that the individual plaintiffs had standing. It also found that Section 5000 A.A., was both unconstitutional and not severable from the rest of the Act. The Fifth Circuit agreed as to the existence of standing and the unconstitutionality of Section 5000 AA, but concluded that the District Court's severability analysis provided insufficient justification to strike down the entire Act. Petitioner, California, and other states intervened to defend the Act's constitutionality and to seek further review. The Supreme Court held the decision below is reversed and remanded, and Justice Breyer delivered the opinion of the court. Plaintiffs do not have standing to challenge Section 5000AA's minimum essential coverage provision because they have not shown a past or future injury fairly traceable to defendant's conduct enforcing the specific statutory provision they attack is unconstitutional. The Constitution gives federal courts the power to adjudicate only genuine cases and controversies. It's Article 3, Section 2. To have standing, a plaintiff must allege personal injury fairly traceable to the defendant's allegedly unlawful conduct and likely to be redressed by the requested relief. That's uh, Dalmer Chrysler Corporation versus Cuno. No plaintiff has shown such an injury fairly traceable to allegedly unlawful conduct challenged here. The two individual plaintiffs claim a particularized individual harm in the form of past and future payments necessary to carry the minimum essential coverage that Section 5000 AA requires. Assuming this pocketbook injury satisfies the injury element of Article 3 standing, it is not fairly traceable to any allegedly unlawful conduct which of which the plaintiffs complain. That's some um, Allen versus Wright. Without a penalty for non-compliance, Section 5000 AA is unenforceable. The individuals have not shown that any kind of government action or conduct has caused or will cause the injury they attribute to Section 5000 AA. The court's cases have consistently spoken of the need to assert an injury that is the result of a statute's actual or threatened enforcement whether today or in the future. See uh, Babbitt versus farm workers. Here, there is only the statute's textually unenforceable language. Unenforceable statutory language alone is not sufficient to establish standing, 
as the redressability requirements make clear. Whether an injury is redressable depends on the relationship between the judicial relief requested and the injury suffered. That's Allen again. The only relief sought regarding the minimum essential coverage provision is declaratory relief, namely a judicial statement that the provision challenged is unconstitutional. But just like suits for every other type of remedy, declaratory judgment actions must satisfy Article 3's case or controversy requirement. See Metamune Incorporated versus Gen- Genetech. Article 3 standing requires identification of a remedy that will redress the individual plaintiff's injuries. No such remedy exists here. To find standing to attack an unenforceable statutory provision would allow a federal court to issue what would amount to an advisory opinion without the possibility of an Article 3 remedy. Article 3 guards against federal courts assuming this kind of jurisdiction. See Carney v. Adams. The court also declines to consider federal respondents' novel alternative theory of standing first raised in its merits brief on behalf of the individuals, as well as the dissent's novel theory on behalf of the states, neither of which was directly argued by plaintiffs below, nor presented at the certiorari stage. Texas and the other state plaintiffs have similarly failed to show that the pocketbook injuries they allege are traceable to the government's allegedly unlawful conduct. Dulmer Chrysler again. They allege two forms of injury, one indirect, one direct. The state plaintiffs allege indirect injury in the form of increased costs to run state-operated medical insurance programs. They say the minimum essential coverage provision has caused more state residents to enroll in the programs. The states, like the individual plaintiffs, have failed to show how that alleged harm is traceable to the government's actual or possible action in enforcing Section 5000 AA. So, they lack Article 3 standing as a matter of law. But the states have not have also not shown that the challenged minimum essential coverage provision without any prospect of penalty will injure them by leading more individuals to enroll in these programs. Where a standing theory rests on speculation about the decision of an independent third party, here an individual's decision to enroll in a program like Medicaid, the plaintiff must show at the least that third parties will likely react in predictable ways. That's um, Department of Commerce versus New York. Neither logic nor evidence suggests that an unenforceable mandate will cause state residents to enroll in valuable benefits programs that they would otherwise forego. It would require far stronger evidence than the states have offered here to support their counterintuitive theory of standing, which rests on a highly attenuated chain of possibilities. That's um, Clapper versus Amnesty International. The state plaintiffs also claim a direct injury resulting from a variety of increased administrative and related expenses allegedly required by Section 5000 AA's minimum essential coverage provision. But other provisions of the Act, not the minimum essential coverage provision, impose these requirements. These provisions are enforced without reference to Section 5000 AA. See section or C26 USC sections 6055 and 6056. 
a conclusion that the minimum essential coverage requirement is unconstitutional would not show that the enforcement of these other provisions violates the Constitution. The other asserted pocketbook injuries related to the Act are similarly the result of enforcement of provisions of the Act that operate independently of Section 5000 AA. No one claims these other provisions violate the Constitution. The government's conduct in question is therefore not fairly traceable to enforcement of the allegedly unlawful provision of which the plaintiffs complain, Section 5000 AA and Allen. The decision below is reversed and remanded. Justice Breyer delivered the opinion of the court in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Thomas, Sotomayor, Kagan, Kavanaugh, and Barrett joined. Justice Thomas filed a concurring opinion. Justice Alito filed a dissenting opinion in which Justice Gorsuch joined. Thank you for listening. If you'd uh, like to support the podcast, you can find a PayPal link in the show notes. You can find me on Patreon or email me at rhodesscholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S and the number eight zero.